0: Hey guys, this is WWE superstar Charlotte Flair and you're listening to Well's Mania Podcast. Woo! Listening now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 36 of the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world. You are now running wild with Wells Mania Podcast, and I am your host, V Kyle Wells. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. At Wellsmania, like me on Facebook, at Wellsmania, and of course I do it for the gram at Wellsmania. And thank you so much for tuning in wherever it is in the world that you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for taking the time. And I can only hope that I entertain each and every single one of you. And it is WrestleMania Week! We are days away from WrestleMania 37, night one and night two of the showcase of Immortals, which, by the way, gave me a great idea, and the idea started flowing throughout my Hoosier Dome, and I'll get to the Hoosier Dome here in just a little bit, but... I decided since WWE is doing two nights of WrestleMania again for the second straight year in a row, why don't I do that here for Well's Mania Podcast? Because we are so close to episode 37 that I decided to get to episode 37 for WrestleMania 37. There had to be an episode 36, and that's what you're listening to right now. So this right here is is night one of Wells Mania podcast, WrestleMania show. And I will be joined via the Wells Mania hotline by the WWE human encyclopedia, Jared Giles at JC Giles on Twitter. Be sure to give him a follow and tell him Wells Mania sent you. Cause Jared and I are going to take a trip down memory lane. Him and I have been to not one not two, but three WrestleManias together. WrestleMania 23 up in Detroit, Michigan at Ford Field. WrestleMania 27 down at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia. And WrestleMania 28 down in Miami, Florida at Sun Life Stadium. Jared will join me via the Wells Mania hotline later on this episode. And we will dive into all three of those WrestleManias, and we will share our stories from those trips. But before I get to WrestleMania 23, 27, and 28 with WWE Human Encyclopedia Jared Giles, my very first WrestleMania that I ever attended took place 29 years ago. I was five years old, and I was there, brother, brother. I was at the Hoosier Dome For Wrestlemania 8
1: The World Wrestling Federation proudly presents Wrestlemania The champion Ric Flair Defends the title against the number one contender The Macho Man Randy Savage The maniacal Sid Justice goes one on one With the immortal Paul Hogan and what could prove to be Hulk Hogan's farewell match? It's a double main event. It's Mania. Welcome to Indianapolis, Indiana! Welcome to the...
0: 62,167 jam packed. The Hoosier Dome and yours truly, alongside my dad and my nana, we were a part of WrestleMania 8. And you heard Vince McMahon with the amazing intro into WrestleMania 8 and the legendary Hall of Famer, Gorilla Monsoon, welcoming everybody to the Hoosier Dome. Indianapolis, Indiana 4, WrestleMania 8. And as Vince McMahon said, this was a double main event. We had the Macho Man Randy Savage mm, yeah. versus the Nature Boy Ric Flair, who was the WWF champion at the time. The Macho Flair affair is what that match was billed as. And then, of course, we had Sid Justice versus Hulk Hogan, brother. And that was the Friendship Torn Apart, Sid Justice and Hulk Hogan. So there's the double main event. I'm five years old, so you already know I'm a Hulkamaniac. I'm a big Hulk Hogan fan. I've got the Hulk Hogan t-shirt on, and I've got my WWF Hasbro action figure of Hulk Hogan because I used to take the Hasbro action figures with me everywhere, especially over to my nana's house. I would just dump all of them onto her living room floor and that would keep me entertained for hours. So there I am with my nana and with my dad, and I was gonna have my old man on this episode. I called him up one day when I was in the gym working out, doing cardio. I was like, Pops, you wanna you wanna be on episode 36 of of Wiles Mania Podcast? And he's like, why are you out of breath and why are you yelling? And I'm like, I'm doing cardio. I'm doing cardio and I can't breathe. <laughs> So he said he doesn't really remember a lot from WrestleMania 8 because you have to remember this was 29 years ago. So I asked him, I said, well, what do you remember from WrestleMania 8 at the Hoosier Dome? And he told me that he spent $25 per ticket for the show. So he spent $75 for three floor seat tickets To WrestleMania 8. Now, if you go back and you watch WrestleMania 8, the floor was very chaotic. It was very unorganized. But somewhere down there on the floor is my nana, my dad, and myself. And he does remember a story involving uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, the weasel. And I do have a Indiana's favorite Bobby Button uh, with him and a Fox that uh, one of the uh, radio stations around here was promoting during the time I do have that. I'll see if I can find a picture of it or just take a picture of it again. Cause it is in my collection at home in my museum, my, my wrestling museum, as I'm calling it. But my dad tells this story and I really wish that he would have been on this episode to tell it, but here I am telling it for him. And you got to remember, this is 1992 fan access is nowhere near what it is nowadays, but you could meet some of the wrestlers and, managers and people associated with WWF at the time. So my dad takes me to this kind of fan access and lo and behold, sitting at one of the tables with no line is the weasel, Bobby the brain Heenan. And my dad's like, Hey Kyle, you want to meet Bobby the brain Heenan? And I'm like, no, I don't want to meet Bobby the brain Heenan. You got to remember, I'm a five-year-old kid. I don't like Bobby the brain Heenan. He's a heel. So my dad takes me up to Bobby the brain Heenan anyways And Bobby looks at me, he goes, hey, kid, you want my autograph? And I look at Bobby the Brain Heenan with a straight face, and I said, no, I don't want your autograph. You're not Macho Man Randy Savage. And Bobby the Brain Heenan gives me this look like, are you serious, kid? And he looks at my dad, and my dad looks at him, and they're kind of like shrugging shoulders at one another, and my dad's like, sorry, weasel. And Bobby kind of like, whatever. (laughs) So... I know sold Bobby the Brain Heenan as a five-year-old kid, and I wish to this day that I would have gotten his autograph anyways, but my dad wasn't going to pay money for an autograph that I didn't want. So we walked away empty-handed. Now, my dad did buy me a Hacksaw Jim Duggan foam 2 by 4 and he did buy me the official WrestleMania 8 t-shirt a little two sizes too big because I remember I used to sleep in that shirt when I was a kid. I don't have that shirt to this day. I can't find it anywhere. I have looked all over the place and I cannot find it. So I think it got pretty ragged or the uh, print started peeling off. So I think it got to the point where you didn't even know it was a WrestleMania 8 official T-shirt because that's how much I wore it. When I was a kid. So if you have a WrestleMania 8 official t shirt out there that you're willing to sell and part ways with, tweet at WellsMania and let me know. I might just buy it off of you because I would love to have that for my wrestling collection. And speaking of Bobby the Brain Heenan, he had one of the funniest lines of the night when he said that Ariba McIntyre, Reba McIntyre, is the cousin of Tito Santana. It's just amazing commentary from Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And that was the match that kicked off WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels versus Tito Santana. So Mr. WrestleMania kicked off WrestleMania 8 versus Tito, and he beat Tito Santana. Now, The Undertaker with Paul Bear took on Jake the Snake, Roberts, and Taker... This was his second WrestleMania victory so the streak slowly was being born. He defeated Jimmy Snuka at WrestleMania 7 and then he beats Jake the Snake Roberts here at WrestleMania 8. So Undertaker is 2 and 0 oh, and I got to see one of his earliest WrestleMania victories when he defeated Jake the Snake Roberts. This match right here, The Hitman, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper for the Intercontinental title is arguably probably the best match of the night. I go back and I rewatch this match all the time because there's a lot of emotion between both of these guys, their their family. So, it's for the Intercontinental title and Bret Hart defeats Roddy Piper to become the new Intercontinental champion. And I'm a big fan of Bret the Hitman Hart. I always wanted to get the sunglasses on me when I was a kid. Never happened, but guess what? It did happen as a grown up. When I met Brett the Hitman Hart a few years ago in Chicago, there's video, and I've put it out there on Wells Mania. It's on the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Brett the Hitman Hart putting his sunglasses on my face, over my eyes. It finally happened, so dreams do come true. And then there was an eight man tag match. Big Boss Man Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Jim Duggan, they defeated the Nasty Boys, Repo Man, and the Mountie. That was a fun eight-man tag match. And then we had the WWF title match, Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth versus Ric Flair with Mr. Perfect in another incredible match of the night. You can throw up Piper and Hart versus Savage and Flair as the two best matches on this card. Both of those matches delivered. And, of course, Macho Man Randy Savage left the Hoosier Dome, the brand-new WWF champion. So, as a kid, that was a big moment for me. I got to see Macho Man become the WWF champion. Tatanka versus Rick Martel. And I am a huge Tatanka fan. And Tatanka and I actually go back and forth on Twitter. We've tweeted at one another. And I just bought... The WWE Legends action figure of Tatanka, his WrestleMania 8 gear is that action figure. So it's really cool. Tatanka embraces WrestleMania 8 because this was his first WrestleMania, and he defeated Rick the Model Martel. And I will die on this hill one year later at WrestleMania 9. Tatanka should have became the Intercontinental Champion defeating Shawn Michaels clean. It should have happened. Now, Tatanka did beat Shawn Michaels, but he did not become the champion because Michaels walked away and got counted out. So Tatanka won via count out. But Tatanka should have won the Intercontinental title in Caesars Palace, Las Vegas, Nevada, WrestleMania Nine, and I will die on that hill. And I had a chance to meet Tatanka a few years ago and I bought him the white Intercontinental title because that's what it was back in the day. I gifted him a toy title that I bought at Toys R Us. R.I.P. Toys R Us. And Tatanka loved it. And him and I talked for about 10 minutes. Of, and he gave me some behind-the-scenes stuff about Shawn Michaels and why Michaels didn't want to drop the title. And there was a lot of politics and whatnot going on. But I did get a seat Tatanka defeat Rick Martel at WrestleMania 8. The Natural Disasters, Earthquake and Typhoon, they defeated Money, Inc., Ted DiBiase, The Million Dollar Man, and IRS via Countout. So the titles still stayed, the tag team titles still stayed on Money, Inc. And then Owen Hart, Owen Hart, The Rocket, defeated Skinner. Now, here's a funny story, and I wish my nana were still alive and more reasons than one. She did not like Skinner. She did not like the alligator man at all because he would always have chewing tobacco in his jaw and he would spit it out and she just could not stand that. She thought that was disgusting. It is disgusting going back and looking at it. Alligator man, Skinner, chewing tobacco, spitting it out. It that's nasty, super nasty. And my nana was not a big fan of that. So she was very happy when Owen Hart defeated Skinner. And that takes us to the main event, the double main event to close out the show Sid Justice versus Hulk Hogan. Five year old me sitting there with my Hulk Hogan t shirt and Hasbro action figure with my pops and my nana. We're ready for this. Hogan comes in, real Americans playing. Hoosier dome roof almost blows off. I'll never forget that vibe of hearing real American and Hogan coming in and he comes in high energy intensity, taking it right to Sid justice and his music still playing that it turn his music off. He's working the crowd over doing his thing. Hogan must pose. And then finally Sid kind of gets a little bit of Hogan to calm down and It's just kind of chaotic. It's happening so fast as a kid. I don't care because all I care about is looking and seeing Hogan, but going back and rewatching this match, it was very sloppy. Sid justice had to kick out of the leg drop because Papa Shango missed his mark. And it's kind of a mystery. Why? I guess he just wasn't paying attention. And the ramp is super long at WrestleMania eight. So He probably should have been a little bit closer to the ring. Instead, he's way back there by the entrance, so it took a little bit longer to get to the ring. So he definitely mistimed it, and Papa finally gets there. Him and Sid Justice are working. Hulk Hogan and five-year-old me is like, why isn't anybody coming to the rescue of Hulk Hogan? And then all of a sudden, this music plays, and the Ultimate Warrior, a returning Ultimate Warrior, runs a thousand miles per hour down that long WrestleMania ramp entrance. He comes in and he helps the immortal Hulk Hogan defeat Sid Justice, and the Hoosier Dome roof blows. Right off, and five year old me absolutely lost my mind. My two favorite childhood hero wrestlers in WWF, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, together joining forces at WrestleMania 8 to close out the show. As a kid, it doesn't get any better than that an ultimate warrior of course all the rumors well oh, that's a different ultimate warrior no it wasn't it was the same ultimate warrior Jim Hellwig, the pride of Crawfordsville Indiana a Hoosier at the Hoosier Dome so full circle right there for the ultimate warrior in his home state of Indiana getting a Wrestlemania moment right there helping Hulk Hogan defeat Sid Justice at Wrestlemania 8 and I was there to witness it live so thank you to my dad and thank you to my nana for taking me to Wrestlemania 8 I will cherish it then now and forever ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for running wild here For night one of the Wells Mania podcast, episode 36, and joining me right now via the Wells Mania hotline, he is the WWE Human Encyclopedia, my good brother, Jared Giles. What's going on, Jared? Oh, not much, man. How you been? I've been doing really well. i um, definitely, if you couldn't tell, I'm hyped for WrestleMania. I know you are too, right? Oh, yes, sir. And the reason why I've got you on this episode is because this is night one of the Wells Mania podcast because there are two nights of WrestleMania, so I decided, hey, I'm going to do that with uh, episode 36 and episode 37. So right here, right now, Jared Giles and I are going to take a trip down memory lane because, well, the music in the background that you're hearing is the official theme song for WrestleMania 23 up in Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan. And Jared, you and I were there, brother. That was our very first WrestleMania that we experienced together.
1: Yes, it was, it was a fun, fun, fun day. <laughs> and
0: it's kind of crazy looking back because this was, what year is this? 2007? Yes. So you got to take a, this, this is going to sound crazy because we're in 2021, but you got to go all the way back to 2007 And we didn't really have our phones out as much. We lived more in the moment back then. And I was thinking about this the other day because I've just been reminiscing all of the WrestleMania experiences that I personally have had. And WrestleMania 23 was my second WrestleMania that I attended live. I was at WrestleMania 8, which you heard. Uh, just a little bit ago in the first segment of this episode of Well's Mania Podcast. So now we're, we're fast forward from 1992 all the way to 2007, and I have no pictures from WrestleMania 23, Jared. I've got
1: none. <laughs> yeah, I don't... You know, now that you mention that, I don't think any of us ha- ha- brought a camera with us. How crazy is that? Yeah, that is wild. Because... <laughs>
0: You know I I've been posting WrestleMania 28 pictures cuz we were there for that together. We'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. But I'm looking at WrestleMania 23 and I've got nothing to prove that I was there. But I was there. And you're my proof, Jared, because you and I and our good brother JD Roach and his little brother Jeff Roach, we decided, you know, one day, "Hey, Let's take that trip up to Michigan. Let's go to Detroit for WrestleMania 23. And we literally went there in a day to WrestleMania, and then we left once WrestleMania was over. I mean, we made made that a day trip, a WrestleMania day trip. Tell the (laughs) listeners out there a little bit how that
1: went. Uh, The trip itself or how it was getting tickets originally.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just how how it unfolded because – I had no expectations that I was going to be there at Ford Field. And, you know, like I said, my last WrestleMania that I attended was 1992, WrestleMania eight. So here we are. You know, JD and I are roommates up at Ball State University. And then you and I had been friends since high school. So, yeah, we just decided one day to go to WrestleMania
1: twenty three. Yeah, we had – I think if I remember correctly, I think tickets had went on sale – around thanksgiving the year you know that you know before november 2006 uh and then uh so it was like well and i was it was my senior year my last semester of college and i was like okay well you know mania i hadn't i had never been to one i'm like okay detroit you know it's not that far away you know I kind of looked at you know what kind of a drive would be or and we looked i think at hotels and then there was actually supposed to be some other people who went, if you remember, and yeah. they, and they, at the, they changed their minds. Uh, something, you know, got lost in translation. So that's how Jeff wound up, I believe, tagging in on that. Um, so we he got the did hot that.
0: tag to WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> and then, um, we and then his, you know, that was, I think, the week of basically. I think that was a very late decision, too. That it was the people we were supposed to go with were like, Hey, well, I was because I had purchased the tickets. I was like, Hey, are you still coming? I need your money for your ticket, sort of thing. And then that person never responded back. They, uh, they did ghosting before that was a thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, Hey, do you guys know anybody? And then Roach's like, hey, my brother wants to go. So we're like, okay. And then we were, like I said, we were kind of not as well informed of wrestling fans. I mean, we knew the Hall of Fame was happening, but we hadn't really planned it out. And like I said, you you guys were in college. I was in college. None of us really had a ton of money. So we didn't want to do a hotel or do the (laughs) Hall of Fame. So we're just like, Okay, so I drove. Uh, I drove up to Muncie the night before, if you remember. I do recall uh, that. I, think, I, I I believe I slept on your guys' floor in your apartment. <laughs> you did. You did. And uh, I drove up there, and then we watched the Hall of Fame on USA, and got up at I want to say five or six in the morning. I remember it being the super early. <laughs> It was early. I remember us being there early. So, because that—that's about a what? A six-hour drive? Uh, yeah. That sounds. That sounds right.
0: It's uh, it's just so wild, man. Like, like you said, we were so kind of we were very unprepared. It was very rushed, very last minute. We didn't know if we were going to end up going, but we decided to go, even though the the guys that you didn't mention by name, but I know who you're talking about, didn't end up going with us. And I remember. Just shooting up 69, getting into Michigan, pulling up. And it was, we were there. We were there literally out like a couple hours before WrestleMania kicked off. I mean, it felt so rushed, but we made it, man. And once we got into Ford Field, that's when it, because you got to remember, a six hour car drive sucks, especially when there's nothing to see along the way. Yeah. That drive from Muncie, Indiana. To Detroit, Michigan, is one of the most boring drives that you can ever make. (laughs) Yes. But knowing that WrestleMania 23 was on the other end of the tunnel, it kind of, I was hyped the whole car ride, but I was like, God, I cannot wait till we get here. And uh, if you recall, uh, that's also one of the very first times that I ever had my John Cena spinner belt.
1: Yes. Yeah, you had gotten it. Did you get it for Christmas that year before?
0: I got on eBay and I dropped $250 on this spinner belt. And back then, $250 was a lot of money. I was like, Yeah, I can't believe I'm dropping $250 on this replica John Cena spinner belt. But man, that spinner belt has gotten it's money's worth that's for <laughs> oh, sure oh yeah and uh so there we are we're in ford field and i mean ford field is it kind of reminds me a lot of lucas oil stadium it's got the same kind of vibe
1: yeah, that's that's fair <laughs>
0: 80,000 fans were in attendance at wrestlemania 23 and you look at that card jared what we know now we had no idea back then that we were witnessing a future president of the United States of America (laughs) shave the head of Vince McMahon because that was the main event. I mean, now great. It wasn't the last match on the card. So here we are watching hair versus hair, the battle of the billionaires, Vince McMahon and Donald Trump. And it's like, my goodness, this match is actually happening because it was Bobby Lashley versus Umaga, but really it was Donald Trump versus Vince McMahon, and Bobby Lashley beat Umaga, and then you and me and the Roach Brothers we got to witness Donald Trump shave the head of Vince McMahon. Yeah, what a moment! What a WrestleMania yeah. moment!
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah that that was weird at the time, and then history has made that even weirder. Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> And it's so crazy because I know we don't really talk a lot of politics here on the WrestleMania Mania podcast, but you can't ignore history. I mean, Donald Trump is a WWE Hall of Famer, and he was a staple on WrestleMania 23. And you don't have yeah. to like the guy, but you can't discredit that that dude is a hell of an entertainer and watching him shave Vince McMahon's head. I was I was loving every second of it sitting up in the stands where we were. Yeah. Now, you're looking at that card, Jared. What was your favorite match of the night? What match jumped out at you? You were like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I'm here for that match. What was that match for you?
1: Uh, you know, I think it would actually probably the one that surprised me the most, um, and it's just because I remember on that long ride up, as you talked about, we talked about a specific match that neither that none of us in the car thought was going to be good, and I thought it was turned out to be damn near incredible, and that was uh, the Undertaker uh, winning the world title from uh, Batista. Yeah,
0: that match was insane. So good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, at the. I think we were kind of. From what I remember at the time we were all kind of like, eh, whatever. Right. You know. We were kind of like, ah, oh, Batista, whatever. He's fine. Okay, Undertaker, you know, he does his thing. And then that that match that it just worked and it was a phenomenal fifteen, twenty minutes, whatever it wound up being. I think it's around twenty minutes. Um it was just an incredible back-and-forth match, and the crowd was into everything. And a pretty split crowd. I think leaning towards Undertaker, but there were quite a few Batista fans there as well, so it was a good... Like I said, crowd was pretty close to evenly split from what I remember. At least that's how it sounded live right. in the building. So that's the match that really kind of i mean i know like you said the battle of the billionaires and all that but that's the match that when i think of wrestlemania 23 that's really the first one that jumps to mind and of course
0: that meant the undertaker's streak was on the line and he won so the streak continued to live another wrestlemania i'm looking at the card too and sometimes i forget some of the matches that were on this card, because you got to remember, this is 2007, and so much has happened since then. Ric Flair was on the dark match on this yeah. WrestleMania. The Nature Boy, him and Carlito, were a tag team, and they defeated Chavo Guerrero and Gregory Helms in a, in a lumberjack match.
1: Yeah, you know. and if you you may, you probably don't remember, but that was that was an unadvertised. There was no announcement. That was long before the days of the kickoff show. Yeah. That was that was literally, we got to, yeah, I don't know, doors opened at whatever it was, 6 o'clock, whatever it was. I think it was 6 o'clock. And, you know, about 6.30 or so, 6.40, they were like, okay, now it's time we're going to have an, oh, here's a special bonus match, I think is how they pre- announced it. And uh, they're like, it's a lumberjack match. And then everybody... <laughs> Everybody from the three brands who weren't on the card came out, and then, uh, then yeah, they then obviously uh, Chavo and Gregory came out, and then I think they came out together, and then I believe uh, Rick was the first wrestlemania theme music, from what I remember, uh, that hit the uh, arena. Woo! And then so that kind of crazy. Started.
0: The night. Yeah, and then, like, here's a Hall of Famer match, the Great Khali versus Kane. They're now yes. going into the WWE Hall of Fame in the same class. They had a match at this mania. It's just so crazy. I, f- I forget uh, some of these matches that took place, but the one match that always jumps out to me, and it's because I'm the biggest John Cena fan of all time, when John Cena defeated the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels... I absolutely lost my mind. As you recall, I stood up on my seat at Ford Field, threw up my spinner belt, and yelled, the champ is here! And the confetti's raining down on me. Because if you remember, Jared, all throughout the night, Like when we were waiting in line outside and when we got into Ford Field, walking around, getting to our seats, sitting in our section, everybody booed me the entire time.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) the,
0: The second that my feet hit the parking lot outside of Ford Field, I was getting just bombarded with boos and Cena sucks, Cena sucks, you suck for liking Cena. And I'm just like, Bring it on, baby. Bring it on. Because I live for that banter. And then that that match, I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous. I thought John was going to lose. And Mr. WrestleMania, you know, you think HBK is going to get a dub here over Cena. But that wasn't the case. John Cena ended up making HBK submit. I stand up on the seat, throw up the spinner belt. The champ is here, confetti pouring down. That, to me, was a WrestleMania moment. And I've got no pictures to prove it. <laughs> or video. There was no Snapchat at the time. This is 2007. But it's just so crazy thinking thinking back to that WrestleMania how unprepared we were. But Jared, that now takes us to our next WrestleMania that we attended together. Oh, oh yeah. And this is the <laughs> this is the official Well's Mania podcast Entrance music Written in the stars by Tiny Timpa, Which was the theme for Wrestlemania 27 You, me And Kyle Gant We took a nice little road trip down to Atlanta, Georgia For Wrestlemania 27 Now we were A lot more prepared yes. For this Wrestlemania <laughs> Tell the listeners out there how this trip to WrestleMania 27 came about.
1: Well, this came about. If you remember, this was not as well planned in advance as the uh, Detroit trip in regards to buying tickets. Uh, <laughs> we we hadn't we didn't buy tickets until a couple days after The Rock had been announced as the special guest host. If you remember, yeah me and you were watching uh raw and we're like oh my we're like oh my god the rock and they had also announced the uh, triple h and uh undertaker that night if you remember that was all i believe the same episode of raw and we were like oh my god the rock and like it's like oh man we should go it's like oh atlanta's not that bad of a drive <laughs> um a little
0: bit longer so- than detroit
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit longer. We're like, oh, it's not that bad of a drive. It's pretty much a sixty five. <laughs> I think it's how we kinda of sold it to ourselves.
0: Yeah. Straight and, straight shot right down sixty five. We can do this.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then uh you mentioned our buddy uh Kyle Gant. was had we were thinking about we were talking about going. And he was like, oh, my God, that's cool. The Rock's going to be back. I've never seen him, you know, out of Mania. And we're like, well, let's just do it. Yeah. We went and we had the I had to actually hunt down a physical ticket master because. like,
0: uh, What is that, Jared? What's a physical ticket master? You actually had to go somewhere to buy tickets. Yeah
1: yeah we had win. I can't remember, God, I don't remember why, but I for some reason I couldn't get tickets online I don't remember what the issue was, but I had to go to i believe uh Circle Center Mall and hunt down for the Ticketmaster kiosk to actually purchase our ticket. Incredible,
0: incredible. Because wasn't there a Ticketmaster in the Greenwood Park Mall, like by the, uh, oh man, what was that store called? Uh Airs? Yeah, uh, there,
1: yeah, there was one in LS Airs, but that LS Airs store had closed or they had closed the Ticketmaster out, out of there because i that's where I had wanted to go first. And I was like, where's the Ticketmaster? And they're like, oh, we haven't had a Ticketmaster here for a while. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Okay. Wow. So that was that was when online. Now what are we? 2011 here?
0: Yeah, 2011. So we're 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 yeah, so slowly getting when, with the technology.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ticketmaster had was still they were they were transitioning to basically being an online only shop. So a lot of their physical locations were closing.
0: Yeah, which is so, it's just so wild, man, going back. And that's why I wanted to have you on episode 36 of Well's Mania Podcast because, like, my memory's good, your memory's good. There are things that I I forget that you don't. And that's why I was like, Jared will remember all this stuff because (laughs) I love telling stories and especially these personal experiences that we shared together. Now, you have been to other WrestleManias without me. But I I definitely wanted to nail the ones that we were together because this trip, this trip was a fun trip. There was a lot. There was a lot of stuff that happened uh, on this trip, and (laughs) and I do recall Kyle Gant almost didn't make this trip because he was pretty sick.
1: Yeah, he had gotten sick a day, or I want to say a day or two before he wasn't feeling well. I want to say because we went down there Saturday because. We went to the hall of fame because Sean or HBK was getting inducted yeah. um, into the hall of fame that year. So we, we are all big Shawn Michaels fans. I don't think there's a lot of people that aren't Shawn Michaels fans, except for the diehard Bret Hart supporters, I believe. But, <laughs> um, but uh, we, and he he had gotten sick. He wasn't feeling good. I want to say Thursday and kind of mentioned he hadn't filmed in good. And then I want to say he had the lead work that Friday like for, he had to leave work sick and like I was on the phone with him because we did have the the cell phone gimmicks then uh and it was literally like I talked to him I want to say at like 10 30 11 o'clock at night before I went to bed and he was like um I'll see how I'm feeling I haven't I I'm, I feel I'm starting to feel a little better I had some soup I'm gonna see if it sets on my stomach I'm gonna take some meds and go to sleep. Just come pick me up. Just come to my house, and if I feel good enough, <laughs> I'll come on the trip. Like, I re- so I picked you I remember that. I remember up, that. I, remember I, that. Like, <laughs> I picked you up and you're like, hey, is Gang coming I was Like, I don't know. We have to go to his house and see if he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out here in the next yeah, five minute drive. Luckily, so he, luckily he wound he did up come. sleeping in the back. Yeah, he did he didn't make it, and he wound up sleeping in the back of my car for uh, most of that trip down there, I believe.
0: Yeah. He was out cold for I mean, good for him. I mean, that's a long drive yeah. and he was out for yeah. a good part of it.
1: Yeah. And... I want to say he woke up about the time we got into Georgia, I believe maybe I'm cause I want to f- I feel like we stopped like right after we got into Georgia to get lunch, to stop for lunch. And I think he actually, that's when he got up and was like, okay, let me try to get a little something. Let me try to eat, keep down a little something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and once we finally got to Georgia, and if you've never been to downtown Atlanta, it is a massive city. And we had never been there before, so obviously we're navigating around. We find our hotel, which was a pretty newer nicer hotel yes. but it was in a very sh- shady suspect area of downtown atlanta
1: yeah. <laughs> yes it was it was a nice hotel that uh yeah it was a very nice new hotel had been open it had been open less than a year than we when we stayed but it was Right near where the, if people know it, Georgia know the MARTA, that's like their mass transit operation. The hub of that was right across from our hotel and right next to the Coke Museum. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, like you said, that area wasn't the best, and all the places we needed to be at was on the exact other side oh, of. Oh the- <laughs> my goodness! And Jared,
0: <laughs> we walked everywhere in downtown Atlanta. Yes. We didn't Uber. We didn't get a taxi. I mean, we walked for blocks and blocks and blocks. I mean, we definitely yes. got our exercise in on that trip. And yes. I, I remember I was wearing because. Every time I would go to WrestleMania, 23 and 27 and 28, I would cosplay and dress up as John Cena because, you know, I'm a diehard John Cena fan. And I'm wearing the John Cena T-shirt. And this guy, you remember this story? This dude comes running out of the barbershop I do remember the barbershop story. (laughs) And he he goes, oh, man, man, I thought you was John Cena for a second, man. I was about to say, I'll cut your hair for free. And I'm like, no, man, I'm not John Cena, but I'm flattered. I appreciate it. And he's like, well, I know John Cena. I know him. Tell him. And I can't remember the dude's name for the life of me, but he wanted me
1: to. I want to say it was Corey, but maybe I'm wrong. I
0: can't remember. (laughs) I can't remember what it was, but he's like, when you see John Cena, tell him that. Whatever my name is, said hi, and I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I'll see John Cena. That's exactly (laughs) what I'll do. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Too funny, man. And that was just one. That was just one of many stories on this trip. Yes. Anything, anything in particular stand out to you when we were there in Atlanta for this WrestleMania 27 trip?
1: There, there is, and it's kind of a two part, two parter. It goes back to the walking, but if you remember when we were, we because we went to Ax, we went to, like I said, we got there. I took a quick nap, a two-hour nap before the Hall of Fame and jumped in the shower.
0: I do remember I that.
1: You, I don't know if you guys went to the pool at the hotel or you guys just walked around. I can't remember. You guys <laughs> left the room for a while. Uh, you guys left the room for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I took a nap. I don't know. what You, you guys entertained yourself because you came back dying laughing. That's all I remember. That,
0: well, um, <laughs> I'll tell that story. I'll tell that story real quick. Gant and I, we took this hard left when we got out of the hotel and it was like we went down this street where it was like where are we (laughs) um we didn't recognize anything because you know obviously we've never been here before gant's thirsty gant wants something to drink so we're looking for a convenience store and we're walking on the street we're looking for a convenience store this one guy comes up to us and he's like y'all police and I'm like, he got a thick Southern accent. I couldn't understand what he said. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He goes, 5 Popo, y'all are cops. And I'm like, we're not cops. We're we're professional wrestling fans. <laughs> and, and then, Jared, I, I looked around and Gant looked around and we noticed that we were the only white guys in this area <laughs> and everybody was staring at us. And then I was like, okay, I understand why everybody thinks that we're cops because we're definitely out of place. And then he pointed right over there to a convenience store and uh, we went in and Gant got his drink and we were walking back. And that's why we were laughing when we yeah. came up, when we came back up to the hotel room. Cause we were like, it's so funny. Like you just take one turn, just one turn. Yeah. And, and it's just like, where are we? What's happening? People don't, people yeah. think we're police officers,
1: <laughs> but but yeah we had, like i said so you guys did that i took a nap we went to the hall of fame uh you bought you bought some merch on the way back If oh, you remember. oh
0: man <laughs> oh man i got got i got got by some dude selling fake wrestlemania merch on the side of the road hey yeah i got an official wrestlemania t-shirt 20 bucks man it ain't official it was a fake wrestlemania 27 Um, merch t-shirt if i could find that shirt which hell man i might have left it in georgia at the hotel that's how pissed Uh, i was when i after you guys told me we were walking away and you're like i remember you specifically saying you know that shirt's fake right (laughs) and then i i believe we went back to the guy and he said all sales were final
1: uh, pro- I believe so. Yeah. I believe he did. He did hit you with that line. Yeah.
0: Sorry, <laughs> but, sorry uh, man. All sales are final. I can't, I nope, Sorry.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, so we, so the next day we go, we go to access and we walk across, we walk across town again to go to access. And you're like, I wonder if John Cena's is going to have new merch tonight. <laughs> 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 and yeah. I'm like, yeah. And you're trying to figure out what color, cause you're trying to figure out the color scheme and you're like, I bet it's going to be red. I was like, well, that's possible because I believe at that time he was wearing the purple. Yeah. I believe that was the purple. Um, So you're like, I think, I bet it's going to be red. And I'm like, okay. So we're leaving Access. Uh, I believe the plan was we were going to go eat lunch and then go to walk towards the arena. I believe. Well, when we go out, Access. For some reason, we don't go out the way we came in. So we walk right outside, and there's a big white tent.
0: Yeah, and it was like the heavens opened up, too. It was like, ah.
1: So we're like, oh, what's in the tent here? So we walk in, and it's the merch stand. And the first thing, when you turn the corner to get the little entrance, when you turn to look at the things, the first thing it is is the new John Cena shirt that's bright red with the hat, the the wristband, and the headband and you're like oh man i gotta buy all this new cena stuff and i was like what <laughs> and you're like i gotta buy all this new cena stuff so then you you get the whole ensemble and you're like oh man i gotta go back to the hotel to change yeah we and and were like what
0: and we are <laughs> nowhere near our hotel too and yeah i told you guys because i remember Because obviously I wanted to take the old clothes and put them back at the hotel, and I think I needed to get my phone charger, too, because my phone... I believe
1: you did. I believe you had mentioned getting a phone charger as well, right before we hit the merch stand, Yeah, or the merch tent. yes.
0: And how crazy was it that it was red? Yes,
1: that was wild. Total total shot
0: in the dark, and bam, we come around the corner, and, and I remember you and I looking at each other like, oh my God, it's really red merch. That's insane. Yeah and yeah uh I I dropped um <clears throat> I dropped close to
1: good amount
0: I, yeah I, I don't necessarily <laughs> want to reveal the amount of dollars that I dropped but I bought the double wristbands because like I said I cosplayed yeah, as John Cena yeah. so I've got four wristbands <laughs> I bought the shirt I bought the hat. I bought the dog tags, uh, the, the John Cena dog tags that they were selling there. I bought oh, a.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot you got the dog tags. I did forget that.
0: I bought. <laughs> uh, I bought. I ended up getting an official WrestleMania, a licensed WrestleMania yes. 27 t-shirt. I ended up getting that. So in the program and the cup uh, okay i think i should probably stop now because i'm making myself uh <laughs> like that's where all my money went on the trip was that damn tent that it, i don't think that tent yeah. was real i think it was a mirage like <laughs> a mirage. like it just popped up and then it disappeared after we uh dropped several hundred <laughs> of dollars there yes um, yeah
1: very likely
0: but yeah you guys were g- good sports because i i offered i said you guys can stay here but then, you know, being good brothers that you guys are, you didn't want me walking alone in Atlanta, Georgia, because who knows right. if I, who knows if I would have came back. Because, <laughs> I tell you, man, I look back at that trip. I'm just glad we survived. Yeah, <laughs> very, very suspect, very shady walking around certain parts of downtown Atlanta. And uh, real quick point though, we did walk down several of the streets where The Walking Dead filmed the first season of The Walking Dead, yes. we actually walked down that street that Rick Grimes rode the horse down, if you recall, with the tank and all the all the walkers trapped him in the tank. You, me, and Gant, we were on that street. It's so, yes. it's so wild <laughs> to think that we were there, the same street that they filmed that episode of The Walking Dead, so that was really cool. Just a little side piece there, but yeah. yeah. So we get to Wrestlemania, after we made the long hike back to the hotel, now we're back. <laughs> we're in we're we're inside the Georgia Dome. RIP to the Georgia Dome. And by the way, there are pictures. So we we've got pictures. Yeah. There's a picture of me standing outside of the Georgia Dome. I'll tweet that at Wells Mania. We get inside. Looking at this card, Jared. What yes. what was this was quote the biggest WrestleMania ever was the tagline for this Wrestlemania you've got The Rock hosting it what was your favorite match what match jumped out to you uh, on this card Uh,
1: the biggest match that jumped out to me uh, was actually uh, Randy Orton CM Punk
0: yeah that was Um, a good one
1: I I've admit you know I think we've through my years of your different the inter, different iterations of Wells Mania shows that have existed uh I've always been a pretty a pretty outspoken uh CM Punk mark if you will so Sure are CM Punk and Randy Orton I've Randy Orton as a character as a performer I've always liked his stuff I know he's Fifty-fifty with some people that either you have strong like or dislike opinions. I've always liked Randy as a performer and a character, so that was the match that I was most looking forward to. And that match really delivered. Did you watch?
0: <laughs> did you watch the Broken Skull interview Stone Cold with Randy Orton?
1: Yes, I did. I watched that uh, last weekend, actually. How, how incredible? Game.
0: How incredible was that?
1: That was very good. I was. Randy's done a couple different interviews and things like that. He had the DVD, obviously, but I like getting his more, you know, I guess real life, if you will, perspective on his career and things. Because he has such an interesting story in a different way. Because like you said, he didn't go through independence or anything that it was kind of like, oh, hey, I need something to do. And he just caught on relatively quickly in his length of time there's been a lot of second or third generation wrestlers who just didn't last that long and he's been doing it for almost 20 years now so longevity and all that's just incredible
0: absolutely and i as a professional wrestler on the side from hosting the wells mania podcast i learned a lot from that interview and i i listened my ears were open i heard everything i listened to everything and I'm even applying what Randy Orton had had said in that interview to my own personal wrestling career. So I listen to a lot of these interviews because you can learn a lot from guys who have been in the business for as long as they have been. And quite frankly, I have a lot of room for improvement to continue to grow. And no better people to listen to than Austin and Orton who have absolutely just dominated the wrestling world so i just wanted to real quick get your feedback on that uh so yeah looking at the rest of this card we've got another undertaker match that we got to witness versus triple h in a no holds barred match that match was really good um we got to see snooki from jersey shore oh yeah t-shirt time snooki was there of course Trish Stratus. We got to see Trish Stratus at Wrestlemania, yeah. which was incredible. Even if it wasn't a silly six-person mixed tag match that involved Snooki, we still got to see Trish, one of the greatest, arguably the greatest women's wrestler of all time. And uh, another cu- couple of other matches that jumped out at me would, would be Edge versus Alberto Del Rio. That was a pretty, pretty solid match for Edge. And then, of course... <laughs> my bias shows again, the match that pops me every time is the Miz versus John Cena and the rock screwing over John Cena. <laughs> and I absolutely it just beside myself. I'm like, I can't believe that that just happened. The Miz just beat John Cena at WrestleMania 27. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, but it would set up for what happened the next night on Raw. And before we move on from this, I, I it wouldn't be a WrestleMania 27 trip if I didn't include Monteagle. Oh, yeah. Monteagle. Oh, Monteagle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Monteagle, Tennessee. If you've never been there, it's, uh, it's a very hilarious. Now, Jared... Jared doesn't really recall a lot what happened because Jared was uh, occupied in the bathroom when a lot of this stuff was going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe it was your turn to get sick on the trip. and uh... Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got
1: super sick once. Basically, right about the time we checked out of the hotel, I had some sort of stomach bug that hit basically the moment we got in the car. <laughs> I think Gant gave it to you. Very possible. Whatever Gant had, man.
0: he got to you, and somehow I <laughs> dodged it, so I was lucky. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, while you're in the bathroom, Gant and I are entertaining ourselves. We're outside this gas station off the exit of Monteagle, and there is a random barbecue joint attached to a spa, and it was the most (laughs) random thing that you could ever see. And Gant and I are out in the parking lot. I mean, I'm going to save the listeners because it it got very uh it got very it X-rated very quickly. It uh, was
1: very the story I heard driving in the car was very graphic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it got very it got very graphic very quickly. Uh, just because of you know Gant and I were loopy from the drive and we're getting we're getting homesick and whatnot, so we're just saying all sorts of crazy stuff that go over the top of our heads that would probably get us canceled in 2021 <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. so we'll leave it at that if you were there you were there if you didn't well you'll always wonder what happened in monteagle <laughs> so now it's the, it's the next night uh on monday night raw which takes us to
1: Voices in the air. I hear
0: wrestlemania 28 the rock versus john cena once in a lifetime And uh, I recall, Jared, we used to all watch Monday Night Raw together.
1: Yes, it was a large group of us.
0: Big, big (laughs) group of us. And then all of a sudden, The Rock versus John Cena is announced for WrestleMania 28. And we bought our tickets, I believe, that day or if not the day after.
1: Uh we yeah we bought them as soon as they went on sale. I remember I can't remember how quickly they put tickets on sale since they had announced the main event the you know the year before but yeah we got tickets uh very quickly <laughs> when they were available. As
0: soon as that match <laughs> as soon as that match got announced I was like I don't care I will be there. There is no way in hell I'm going to miss this opportunity to see two of my favorite superstars of all time go one on one and in Miami. I had never been to Miami, Florida. So I was really excited. And one thing about you and I is we have learned from every WrestleMania trip that we've been on to get better as we move forward. So yes. we were rookies at WrestleMania 23. We uh we kind of knew what we were doing at WrestleMania 27, but we really nailed it at WrestleMania 28. Because we were down there for a week. We were down in Miami for a week, Jared.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. We the group of us, because we had so we had such a large group, we actually rented a I guess a townhouse for lack of a better term. Yeah,
0: like a townhouse
1: um, condo kinda deal. Yeah. And we rented one of those right on the beach. Um right out right outside of uh right outside the Miami city limits. Um, right. I literally like the sign was like half a block down the road. If you remember.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh Um, yeah. We were super close.
1: Yeah. So we, so we got to go, we spent the week and yeah, we had all the time to really get into the, some of Miami itself and then a, a lot more of the WrestleMania festivities that go around WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. And that Miami lifestyle is insane. Like I felt like I was in a whole different country uh, but th- but then I was reminded that nah, this is still in the United States because there's all sorts of walks of life down in Miami. People are speaking all sorts of different languages. Just the lifestyle is in the buildings and the structure. Everything down there is just it's so cool. And having WrestleMania involved in Miami really made me fall in love with that city. And it, it's so funny, Jared, because I feel like we do a lot of walking. Whenever we go uh, on these WrestleMania trips, because if you recall, once we got to the condo hotel townhouse, we ended up walking like blocks to try to find a grocery store to get (laughs) to get groceries for the week. And didn't we eat at some like tofu random restaurant the first night we were in Miami? Uh, Yeah, we
1: ate at whatever. Yeah, whatever the place next to walmart was <laughs> is where we ate i don't it might have been a food joint now that you mentioned it it sucked it had some very it had some very unique food i do remember that i don't remember being overly impressed it but. was so
0: bad like i was like oh this is disgusting what are we doing let's go find a mcdonald's or something
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> But yeah, there we are. We're in Miami, and if you've never been to Miami, I highly recommend you go to Miami. Like I said, the lifestyle down there is incredible. You'll have a good time, especially if WrestleMania is in town. Definitely do it. I'm sure Tampa, if you go down for, for WrestleMania 37, I'm sure you'll have the same vibe down there in Florida. So, we go to Fan Access, and... We're walking around, and this is kind of like our very. I, I, let me take that back. We did go to Fan Access at WrestleMania twenty seven. Yes, we we did we did go there, but I felt like twenty eight. We really had that full experience at Fan Access, and and tell the listeners out there what exactly Fan Access is, Jared.
1: Fan Access is um, basically like. Um, Pop culture fans, sort of like a Comic Con sort of thing. So you have you have meet and greet booths, but there's also a merch store. There's also live matches in the ring or some sort of Q and A. Uh, there's photo opportunities. It's a big like like I said like a meet and greet mixed with a live event mixed with sort of like a like a sports Hall of Fame type of feel.
0: Yeah, you nailed it. And it, it it is incredible. If you're a wrestling fan, this is like the mecca of conventions. And I remember walking around and meeting superstars left and right. And you and I got in line for Layla. And yeah. we were like right in the middle. There were probably maybe about 10, 15 people in front of us. And they were like this is the cutoff line, and it was right before you and I. And I looked, yes. I looked at Layla, and I said, no, 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 we want to meet you, we want to meet you. And she looks at us, and she's like, those two, those two will be the last two, because, you know, she's got that British accent. Yes. <laughs> and you and I were the last two to meet her. So when we got up to her, we got to spend a little extra time with her, just chit-chatting. But she was so cool. And I posted this picture on Twitter, at Wells Mania, because a couple days ago, was, or last week, I should say, was the nine-year anniversary of WrestleMania 28. And Jared, that picture (laughs) that Layla and I took... It was on WrestleMania 28 when they were breaking yeah. down fan access. So yours truly, Wells Mania and Layla got to share a WrestleMania moment. I will never forget that. And she actually, and I sent this to you uh, on Instagram she liked the picture and she goes i yeah. love she goes i love this picture so she remembers i remember and it's just such such a cool moment was there anything that stood out to you when you were at wrestlemania fan access there for 28
1: uh for 28 the biggest thing i remember like you said, i met a lot of cool people and did stuff but the thing i remember is going through the undertaker's funeral parlor setup yeah the great the, the, the graveyard graveyard with the headstones of all the names of the opponents and the WrestleMania logos on there and they have some other art undertaker i guess artifacts for lack of a better term and then when you went up to when you went all the way through they had paul bear on a makeshift version of the old funeral parlor interview set if you remember
0: yeah i definitely remember and i'll I'll tell that story after you tell yours how was it like meeting paul bear
1: it was i mean it was awesome you know i mean that was out of my childhood where i really remember watching you know really fallen in love with wrestling i had watched it from a young age but you know like in your mind the stuff you remember you're talking 91 92 that's the stuff that's very clear in my mind like oh i remember watching that at home or with my grandparents or having them tape superstars so i could watch it you know oh yeah Um, oh yeah and your library
0: for wrestling vhs tapes is incredible (laughs)
1: <laughs> but uh, that's I just so you know that was really my childhood and him you know getting to meet him at that time, you know in the full guard with the backdrop. I, that's really what jumps out to me.
0: Yeah, and, and I I think you went in. You might have gone in at a different time than Gant and I did because you weren't in the picture with Gant and I. So you must have you must have gone through it separate. But I
1: believe so. Yes.
0: When Gant and I went through the whole graveyard and like you said the tombstones with all of the previous victims that the undertaker buried at WrestleMania, because the streak was still alive at wrestlemania 28 and we're we're waiting in line to meet paul bear and gant goes hey i dare you to do your paul bear impression when we're walking up to paul bear and i was like hey don't tease me with the good time so and you, I've probably told you this story a million times, and I think I've <laughs> even said it on past episodes of Wellsmania podcast. But here we are. I'm going to tell it again for new listeners and listeners that just love old stories. I walk up to Paul Bear, and you got to remember, this is like at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walk up to Paul Bear, and I go, Oh yes, the Undertaker, Paul Bear. A, with a straight face, looks at me and says, "This guy's already drunk." <laughs> yeah. And, and Git looks at me, and he's all, you know, he's all embarrassed, and I'm just sitting there with a big old grin on my face, and I, I'm just like, "Hey, it's an honor to meet you." And and no, I haven't had anything to drink. I just love your voice and your character, and I love impersonating you. You're great, one of the greatest managers of all time. You know, I was you know stroking his ego a little bit but I was telling it like it is and he was very appreciative and we took the picture and I've posted it on Twitter before and I'll post it again but man meeting Paul Bear and doing the Paul Bear impression to Paul Bear that was one of the coolest Wrestlemania moments that I've ever experienced Mm -hmm. because I do a lot of impressions and I don't ever really get to do them to the person that I'm impersonating but I got to do it there to Paul Bear and Speaking of fan access, there was a there was a wrestling ring in in the fan access, a legit twenty by twenty WWE authentic wrestling ring because they put on a lot of matches there at fan access. But they also had a lot of fan interaction. And Jared, you probably remember this. There we are. They're inviting people to come into the ring to play this game. And I jumped over the the barricade, got in the ring, and I'm standing in line with a bunch of other people. And the game was ABCs of the WWE. And I was the very first person in line. So I got the letter A. Okay? You remember this? Yeah, I do. So, of course, the goal was you could name a wrestler that starts with that letter a, any, any wrestling term, any anything wrestling related. This was the name of the game. It was the ABCs of the WWE. So I get the letter A. And, of course, where does my mind go? Attitude adjustment. And I did it like John Cena because the guy – I forget who the guy was in the ring. Do you remember who the guy was? I can't remember who it was.
1: Oh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. For some reason, I, I want to say it was like a local DJ guy. I don't think it was somebody who worked for – WWE, or maybe it was the local the guy that had for access. I think you're right
0: because it definitely was not somebody that worked for WWE because I would have won the game had it been somebody who worked right. for WWE because you know I looked in the I looked into the crowd and I was like attitude adjustment and I did the you can't see me, John Cena, because big big fan. So it gets back to me, and my next letter is Q. So what do I do? I said Queen Sherry. And the guy looks at me and goes, eh, wrong. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Macho King and Queen Sherry. That she that was her name back then. She was legit Queen Sherry. And I remember you looked at me and you had this like this like disappointed look on your face at the guy because he didn't know who Queen Sherry was. Right. <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, I can't believe I'm getting booted out of the game because he didn't know his history of wrestling. But what did I do, Jared? I took a bump in the wrestling ring, in a WWE wrestling ring. I can say that I have taken a bump. I laid it on my back, and I rolled right on out, and I joined it right back in the crowd, and I think we moseyed (laughs) on away.
1: (laughs) I believe, yes, we did.
0: I was so pissed for like the next hour because I couldn't believe (laughs) that I got eliminated from the game because the dude had never heard of Queen Sherry sensational yeah. sherry but she was queen sherry <laughs> at one point too so anyway that um definitely stands out in one of my memories from that fan access and another thing that really stood out too was i can't remember if it was at 27 fan access or if it was at 28 fan access but we saw a poster of beth phoenix
1: do you want to tell this story jared yeah this was that this was at uh this was at 27 okay so we, we're going back to 27 yeah, because when you, when the way they had that one set up is when you walked into the convention center, like right there's where you had to buy the ticket for access and then you get to where the actual entrance of access was. They didn't have gotten like set, uh, set up backwards. So you had to buy tickets, but then walk all the way to or all the way around the convention center to get into where the entrance for access was. So In the hallway, where you're waiting for the ticket, or while you're buying tickets, they have the big, they have, like, these big squares, and there's, like, four sides, and there's a poster of different talent on each side of, you know, this square, and there is pictures with almost all of them. And one of them happened to be Beth Phoenix. (laughs) The Glamazon! Glamazon. And uh, you're looking at that, and... You're like, yeah. I, and somehow we were talking about her being. I think something was made because you're like looking at your arm, like compared to hers in the photo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe, was...
1: her, maybe hers had. Maybe hers like had a little like that, you know, muscle vein thing going. Like the vein was popping a little bit.
0: Right, right. You
1: know, she got the big tight squeeze uh, on the fit, like the fist and the hand deal. And you're like, hmm. I bet I could beat her in an arm wrestling match. Completely unprovoked. I don't know why your <laughs> mind jumped to arm wrestling contest. But you're like. I bet I could beat be Beth Phoenix in an arm wrestling contest. And I was like, I'd like to see that.
0: Yeah. And it just came out of nowhere because, you know, Beth, <laughs> yeah. Beth Phoenix has very muscular arms. And yes. that was the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, I want to meet Beth Phoenix so I can have an arm wrestling contest with her. <laughs> now, she would probably kick my ass, but hey, I want to try, right?
1: Right. Nothing so,
0: wrong with trying. <laughs> so that has been that has been the gimmick. Since 2011, and unfortunately, I have never had the opportunity to meet Beth Phoenix. I'm still hoping that one day I will get that opportunity, and I just watched on Peacock TV on the WWE Network the beth phoenix wwe icons the i watched that the other night and it just all the memories of you and i at wrestlemania fan access with the beth phoenix arm wrestling challenge being thrown out there and i've tweeted it at her and i'm i'm sure she's probably like kid i'm not even giving you the time of the day i would whoop (laughs) your ass like you kidding me but yeah I couldn't remember. I wanted to say it was at 27, but I just wanted to double-check with you because you are the WWE Human Encyclopedia. And Jared Giles is my very special guest on this episode, episode 36 of Well's Mania Podcast, night one of the WrestleMania preview because episode 37 will be all about WrestleMania 37. So you see what I did there? 37 37 so i decided to do to do my own night one and night two of the wells mania podcast so here we are we're back at wrestlemania 28 and now we are inside sun life stadium for the showcase of immortals and of course we all know why i'm there the rock versus john cena and i'm sure that was a big part and why you were there too jared yeah but looking at the well actually first of all before i get to the actual card in the event the wrestlemania superstore at sunlife yes. stadium was incredible yes and you want to talk about dropping a lot of money uh, we we <laughs> yeah. did we did that we yeah. did that again
1: we did and we did. um
0: and I, and I apologize, Jared, because I forgot to give you a shout out. I forgot to give you some love and the rub that you deserve. The picture that I posted <laughs> on my Wells Mania Instagram and Twitter and Facebook where I'm standing outside of Sun Life Stadium with Mikey B, one of our friends. I uh, hope Mikey B's doing well. I haven't heard from him in quite some time. But we're standing there with our Zack Ryder Broski t-shirts on because we're waiting to get inside to meet. Zack Ryder. Well, I totally spaced it, but you're standing right behind <laughs> us and I totally just no sold you. And I, and I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, it's
1: not a big, not a big deal. I just saw it. I figured you probably hadn't even really paid attention. Like you just, we're going through the photos and was like, Oh yeah, hey, this, was, this was on WWE.com and you posted it and didn't realize like it was me. I was, wasn't that big of a deal. Well,
0: right here, <laughs> right now, You are getting your love, you're getting your due, you're getting the rub, because you were also (laughs) featured on (laughs) WWE.com, which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I I don't even know if you could still go on the website here in 2021 and pull it back up. I'm not even sure.
1: That's a good question. Maybe if you went through the WrestleMania page, you might be able to search that far back.
0: I might do that. I might do that when we uh, go off the air here after this episode gets uploaded. And then I'll tweet at Wells Mania the picture if it's still legit up there in 2021. So I just wanted to take that time to apologize and to give the recognition where recognition needs to be given. And meeting Zack Ryder was super cool because if you recall, Jared, I wasn't the biggest fan of Zack Ryder. You kind of convinced me to become a fan of Zack Ryder because I do remember you said... You are a lot like Zack Ryder. I don't know why you don't like yeah. him. You would get along with him because you kind of you would relate to him. You're both loud. You both have outgoing personalities. You would love this dude. If you watched his YouTube show, so I gave it a chance, watched it, got hyped. Woo woo woo. You know it, bro. And then the rest is the rest is history. So I have you to thank for turning me into a Zack Ryder fan and I'm still a big Ryder fan. Or should I say Matt Cardona because uh that's that's his his new name now because he's out of wWE unfortunately, but there we are. Wrestlemania twenty eight. The moment has come. We have finally arrived at Sun Life Stadium. and Jared, what match really stands out to you that you got to witness live in person? inside Sun Life Stadium.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously, you know, Rock and Cena, uh that being, you know, the one of the top attitude era guys. I mean, I, you know, I think you can argue I would say Austin was one, Rock's one A. Yeah. Personally, but you know, those top top guy there against the top guy in the newer generation. So you have that whole kind of, you know, battle of old versus new you know, attitude era versus, you know, the ruthless aggression era or whatever you want to call it. A lot of that stuff. So obviously that was the match, you know, that's the match that we bought the tickets for, you know, that was the match that was predominantly in the hype, but as a, as a fan and a long time fan, the end of the, the end of the era, Hell in a Cell match, Triple H, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels as the special referee Uh, Jim Ross, they had him come out to do the commentary for that match. My God, that's Jim Ross's music. That just, that one for me is the one that really stands out when I think back of the actual wrestling part of that, that match and the story they told in it and how we all, I think everybody in the arena lost their shit when, uh, uh, Sean winds up super kicking the undertaker after undertaker had shoved him down to grab the sledgehammer. And then that goes from the super kick into the pedigree. And it's the, it's like, Oh, the streak's over one, two, and the undertaker kicks out second. I remember the whole place, the whole outdoor stadium, just like erupting. Like, it, Oh my God, he kicked out. And that's really what I remember the most of that show.
0: It was incredible. And it, it's giving me goosebumps right now. Reliving that because I'm right there with you, Jared, I thought that Triple H was gonna be the one to end the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak and then he kicked out and then he ended up winning the match and that iconic moment where Sean taker and Triple H are standing at the top of the the ramp of the WrestleMania entrance and they're they're all you know man that just that picture is powerful they're yeah. all they're exhausted. It's like, I can't believe we just did this. They, they're they holding each other is what I'm trying to say. And um, yeah. that is definitely an iconic moment from that WrestleMania. And another match that kind of – this was, in my opinion, and we were a part of WrestleMania history, we kind of were a part of the birth of the Yes chant, the Yes movement, Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. Because yes. Daniel Bryan was all about <laughs> no. At the time. He he did the no chance, but we all did the yes chance. And that to me is kind of the first time that the yes chant really exploded onto the WWE universe because even after WrestleMania was over, when we were walking back, it was yes, 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 everybody was doing it. And that yeah. was kind of the first time that we ever got to see that. So that also. Sticks out to me, and of course, Seamus broke kicking Daniel Bryan, beating him in 18 seconds to become the, the world, the new world heavyweight champion. Uh, that definitely is a memory that you don't
1: forget. But of course,
0: and and also CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. I think yeah,
1: fun- that was a fantastic match too. I think it gets. I think that's one of those. I know it was for the title. WWE title, it was a big match. But I think that's one of almost like a hidden gem slash kind of overlooked WrestleMania match.
0: I agree. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say that it flies under the radar because not not a lot of people talk about this match at WrestleMania 28. But the match that really sold it for me and lived up to all of its hype and expectations one year in the making was The Rock versus John Cena. And and of course, here I am. In full John Cena cosplay, wearing the green shirt. And remember when I gave that armband to that kid out, outside of Sun Life Stadium?
1: I, I do remember that, yes. A little, little, we were walking in, yeah. <laughs> little, kid,
0: little kid comes up to me. He, he, I think he probably thought I was John Cena. And his mom is like, he's a huge John Cena fan. Can we get our picture taken with you? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. I mean, sure. I, li- I live for these kind of moments. And I gave the kid one of my wristbands. And it's just, it's a moment that I, it was very humbling because this kid obviously looked up to John Cena, but for a split second, he was looking up to me right there outside of Sun Life Stadium. And that's what it's all about, man. Professional wrestling is all about us, the fans and the kids and the parents that take the kids to these shows. And you want to put on a good show, not just for the diehard wrestling fans, but. You want the kids to have memorable moments because, like you and I, we remember things from our childhood that we can go back and now we're adults and we still got that same nostalgia feeling because that's what wrestling is, man. It's nostalgic. And having you on this episode going down memory lane, I love reliving all of these memories from the WrestleManias that we personally attended together. But there we are. The Rock versus John Cena. And of course... Everybody's thinking that John Cena's going to win this match. The torch is going to be passed. And what happens?
1: How did, Rock, how did Rock kick out of that? Who knows? Cena certainly doesn't know.
0: sun life stadium i jared have never sunk so far into my chair (laughs) before in my entire life everybody else is cheering but there i am in our section and i'm just like sinking in this moment i'm like i can't believe john cena just lost to the rock at wrestlemania 28 And this is where the curse came. Because all you guys started saying, Oh, well, Wells, you're a curse. Cena lost at 27. You were there. Cena lost at 28. You were there. And Jared, I have not been back to WrestleMania. So (laughs) the last two times that I saw John at WrestleMania, he lost. And now we don't even know when his next WrestleMania is going to be. But whenever it is, I will be there. I will be there. Because we got to get back to WrestleMania. WrestleMania 28 was the last WrestleMania that I personally attended, and I think it was the greatest trip that I have ever been on, and I'm really glad that you were a part of that journey with me, and of course, everyone else that went on that trip that made it very special and memorable. But enough about me. Name all of the WrestleManias that you personally have been to.
1: Okay, so we, we hit 23. I was at 25, uh, 27, 28, 30, 31, 32, and 33. I had tickets to last year's, but obviously uh, with the pandemic, that was canceled. Right. So, um,
0: so you have been <laughs> to eight WrestleManias. Yes, that is incredible.
1: Um, I uh, I with everything. Hopefully, I kind of already had some talks with a couple people, and with any luck, hopefully, I will be going back to Arlington next year for WrestleMania. That is the that is the goal, really.
0: (laughs) And you're gonna achieve that goal, and you never know. Maybe I'll go with you because I have that itch, and I need to get back to WrestleMania. I was supposed to go with you to California for WrestleMania 30 what was that 31? Yes. out in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was yes. supposed to go with you and uh, of course plans changed and I I wasn't able to make it but that was the last WrestleMania that I was supposed to go to because I was going to buy the tickets. I already had a hotel booked out there, had to end up canceling that, never got my money back for it, whatever, but I'm gonna try to make it a goal to be there with you next year in Texas for Wrestlemania 38 because I have a feeling, now Jared, this is a bold prediction and we love bold yeah. predictions on the Wells Mania podcast but I believe that Wrestlemania 38 in Texas keep that in mind will be the undertaker's final final farewell match that he absolutely rides off into the sunset doesn't look back at the ring doesn't throw up his fist undertaker puts on a match against fill in the blank either wins or loses it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he's going to have his final final farewell match in front of a live crowd at WrestleMania in his home state of Texas, and then he's going to walk straight back to the locker room, and that's how you know that it's really over with The Undertaker. That's my bold prediction. I, am I crazy, or can you see that happening?
1: I mean, you know, anything's possible. The Undertaker has thought for he's retired a couple times, or thought about retiring. Never officially said, you know, the words out in public. Um, so I mean, yeah, anything is possible. Since he said it now on the, on the show, and I think you know the the boneyard match with the whole story going into it, and how that all turned out in that presentation i'm not sure if there's i'm not sure if he can have a better match or send off than what he had at last year's uh wrestlemania event so i don't think it's going to happen but like i said nothing really shocks me in pro wrestling anymore so that's
0: true anything is possible because just when you think you've seen it all all of a sudden something new happens that totally throws you off guard and you weren't ready for it i'm really thinking that next year in dallas texas i think that will be the undertaker's final final farewell and i say final final because they've already booked it as his final farewell at, at the uh, 30th anniversary of taker's debut of survivor series but not having a live crowd man i just i just think that taker might have one more left in him, and I could be completely off base, but that's just my gut feeling. We're making it a goal right here on episode 36 of Wells Mania Podcast. Jared will be there next year at WrestleMania, and yours truly, TKW, Wells Mania, will also be there with him at WrestleMania 38. All right, Jared, thank you so much for taking the time to run wild with me on this episode, episode 36, night one of Well's Mania podcasts, Wrestlemania 37, getting you hyped for the, the showcase of Immortals. Too big for just one night. And that's what we're doing right here on this episode of Well's Mania podcast. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to touch on about Wrestlemania that we might have not touched on? And where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, I'm, my Twitter is at JC Giles. And no, I think we told most of our most of our good stories that were fit for uh, an airable content. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, going back, so it was actually it was good um, talking to you with everything going on in the world and my personal life. I haven't been able to talk to you a lot recently over the past year, so it was good talking to you and catching up and reliving some of these memories together, brother.
0: Absolutely, brother. And I appreciate you. And um, not too many people probably know this about you, but you lost your father. And I just wanted to send my condolences to you and your family. And I can only hope that you guys are finding strength and light. And I send you all the love in the world, brother. Like, I love you like a brother and I appreciate you and your family and everything. And I just hope that you guys are, are staying strong during this time right now.
1: And I appreciate that a
0: lot. Thank you, man. I, and I, I know it's not easy to talk about, but I appreciate you. Hopefully, like this did, bring a nice smile on your face yeah. and uh, brought light in a dark time. And WrestleMania 38, brother, we have got to be there. And, and I know that it's definitely on our calendars, and I'm going to shoot for it. That's a hell of a goal. And and I would love to to create another WrestleMania memory and moment with you next year in Texas.
1: Sounds good, man. Talk to you soon.
0: That's a good brother right there, Jared Giles, at J.C. Giles on Twitter. Be sure to give him a follow and tell him, Well's Mania sent you, and I had so much fun going down memory lane. All the nostalgia from the WrestleManias that Jared and I attended together, and I really do hope that we could attend another one together next year in Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania 38 And you never know what you're going to get at WrestleMania as you heard from all the stories that Jared and I shared. Most of them, there were some stories that I couldn't share on the podcast. I'll leave that to the imagination, but I know you're probably sitting there listening and you're like, oh, Wells Mania, I have a personal story to share with you. So tweet at Wells Mania and let me know what it is. I want to know what's the wildest, what's the craziest, what's the most fun that you have ever had on a personal WrestleMania trip that you have taken in the past. Tweet at Wells Mania and let me know. Because I know you were probably listening and you were like, I've got one. I've got one, Wells Mania. So let me know on Twitter at Wells Mania. So thanks again to the WWE Human Encyclopedia, Jared Giles, for running wild with me here on episode 36. And of course, WrestleMania 8, I was there live at the Hoosier Dome with my pops and my nana. And hopefully one day WrestleMania will return To Indianapolis. I'll keep throwing it out there because eventually it will return. I believe that one day WrestleMania will return to Indianapolis.
1: All
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that's going to do it for episode 36, night one of the Wells Mania podcast, WrestleMania show. And I decided, since we were talking about WrestleMania 28, I'm going to bump out this episode with. Wild ones, Flowrider, featuring Sia, all over Miami, Florida for WrestleMania 28, and for the rest of the year, I I couldn't stop listening to this song. This is a bop, as the kids say, or or a banger, or whatever they're saying nowadays. This is a badass song, and I love it. So that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you so much for running wild with me, and if you couldn't get enough, well, you're in luck because we're gonna do it all over again tomorrow episode 37 night two of the wells mania podcast i'm going to break down the entire wrestlemania 37 show so until then stay positive and dominate the day
1: hey i heard you were a wild one Ooh, if i took your